Welcome to the Inspire to Invest podcast, where we're sharing stories from real estate investors and how investing has changed their lives. This episode of Inspire to Invest has been brought to you by Conduit Asset Management, Five Oaks Land Development, and Stonehearth Properties. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Inspire to Invest podcast. I got Deanna Boyden here with me today, and I promise her voice sounds better than mine does. <laughs> but before we pass things over, I'm going to read her bio to give you a little bit more information on Deanna's illustrious background as a real estate investor. So she is an accomplished business executive and certified real estate investment advisor with more than 20 years investing experience, not only one, but three countries. Deanna is also part of the team that launched WellShare. So that's a real estate trust back in 2022 that launched. And this focuses on, on providing passive returns to investors by building a solid portfolio of multifamily and commercial buildings in Western Canada. Deanna's motto is building for tomorrow while living for today. So I love that. And whether that's one tenant or up to 500 in our largest projects, Deanna really truly believes in providing clean, safe housing to her tenants and value to her partners while living life lifestyle by design. So without further ado, Deanna, welcome to Inspire to Invest. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Serena. I'm so thrilled to be here uh, and to share some of my story with some people that, you know, in hopes that something will resonate. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously you're doing big things, but where I want to start is like taking it back to the beginning and what life looked like for you before you became a real estate investor. Okay, great question. You know, um, my my husband and I grew up in small town, Alberta, um, had a very sort of small world. Um, but, you know, we, we always had an interest in real estate. Literally, uh, you know, um, when we were going out as teenagers, we sort of had a vision of owning four vacation homes in different places and moving around to them while renting them out to other people. And that was long before Airbnb and, and VRBO. Yeah. Um, of course, being in a small town like that, we didn't have sort of role models and the internet didn't have amazing resources like this. Yeah. So we didn't have anyone to sort of model on or to learn from. And so we took the traditional routes, you know, we both went away to school and, and sort of became business people. I started working for an airline right away, yeah. which further, you know, filled um, our travel bug uh, lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and so as we progressed through our careers and then picked up real estate, uh, the travel and the lifestyle has remained very important to us. Yeah. And so that for us really matters. We always knew, I, I knew when I was 18 years old, that I wanted to live part-time in Palm Springs, California. Yeah. And we do and that. you're doing it. We yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And so how did you then start? You started with vacation rentals and then obviously now you've built this really big portfolio. So can you talk a little bit more about that journey and how you went from you know, starting small and then scaling up? Yes. Accidental landlords as <laughs> people start, right? Uh, we were building a house and it was actually our banker um, at the time, a wonderful man who is still in our lives, but is extremely conservative extremely conservative and he was the one who said to us you know you could keep your other house and rent it out um, and still build this one and that's what got us started um, we did one we hired a property manager and that's how we learned how not to manage properties 
They were terrible, um, but we learned a lot as we went along. And then, like many people, we just continued to sort of save up until we could purchase another property. Um, we, at the time, we were both working full time. So for us, we didn't, we didn't have, we didn't know that we could do this full time, I think. Um, but we also had to build our, our portfolio around our existing life anyways. So we picked townhomes. That was easy for us. We didn't have to worry about exterior maintenance. We didn't have to worry about mowing lawns. Um, tenants in in a you know in that that property tend to be looked after by other tenants, right? You're not yeah. going to have trouble um, with communal living like that. And so that's how we started. Um, and we so we had you know the three or four properties, um, and we're doing quite well. We started investing in the U.S. Yeah. Um, is very that's a whole other episode um, because we started investing through the financial crisis and did crazy things like standing on the courthouse steps so we'd already purchased in the u.s um, and then we started to get some education we found some of these great networks and you know the, the education that is out there um, is fantastic and opened our eyes to what was possible as well as giving us the steps to execute um, and we just kept building, but we always kept in mind what we wanted out of life and built our portfolio around that. Yeah. Until and we I have- think that's important. A lot of people talk about that long-term vision and then coming up with the steps and coming back to lead you down that path. And I know you mentioned like you obviously were working for, for many years. How long have you just been focused on real estate investing full-time? Oh, that's a great question. I um, So for years, I worked at a Washington, D.C., Okay. Um, which meant that I was on airplanes a lot. Um, and I somehow had some fantastic timing and I retired from that um, in January of 2020. Okay. So just okay. prior to COVID, I was I was comfortable stepping away. Um, my husband still works full-time in his job because he loves it yep. um, and because it facilitates what we want to do. And so I think for people who want to stay in their jobs or who need to have that that income, that is absolutely fine. For those who are looking to take it full-time, that is great too. And, and for me, it allowed me to open up some space to do some other things that I wanted within the real estate world. It gave me the room to um, a little more a little more free time, opened up the space to, you know, create what I wanted to in terms of um, real power and and spending time um, outside of real estate with people yeah. I love, but, but really increase my focus on real estate. And that's what's allowed us to enter this new level of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, it's completely different from buying our own properties and portfolios. Yeah. So maybe you can speak a little bit to that. Um, obviously working on some big, big things right now. So maybe share a little bit about those projects. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, we've, we've been so blessed to, to be in proximity to some incredible people. And with that comes bigger and bigger opportunities. And um, it was actually, I mean, this it sounds a little crazy to say, but we've gone to Hawaii for a weekend with some other investors to look at a hotel. I mean, that, you know, that's what this world has brought to us. Um, and we we um, came up with the opportunity to invest in development, land development projects. That's near and dear to my heart. Um, I worked for CMHC, and I believe in helping to house Canadians. 
whatever that looks like, rentals, um, clean, safe, affordable housing is what CMHC believes in. And, and, you know, I love being able to contribute to that as well as creating great vacation memories. Um, So when I worked at CMHC, I became aware of REITs as well. And around the same time, again, because I had opened up this space, the opportunity came for us to start um, what's called an MFT, a mutual fund trust, which is a form of real estate investment trust. And so we launched that um, wealth share with some fantastic partners. Uh, we've got uh, a leading investor-focused realtor here uh, in Calgary, Natasha Phipps, who you know, and her husband. Her husband is an entrepreneur at heart, and his passion is helping people in service industries. He's been in the food and beverage industries. So we can help these people invest passively in real estate and create some long-term security for their retirements as well as you know, my passion for providing homes. It's it's been fantastic. Our fifth partner, I love this, is an accountant. How often do you get an investor-focused accountant to be your CFO? That's amazing. Um, And I think, yeah, and I, I think that's important to think about how that sort of, you know. As you're in this world, you meet good people, you yeah. align on the values, and that's really the story of this team coming together. I think I look back and go, wow, that is the power of relationships in real estate, in an industry like this, um, and where five regular people can come together, create this investment trust that used to be the land of, you know, rich old guys owned the big apartment buildings. Yeah. Um, and we come, you know, we all of us come from humble origins. Yeah. We've come together to do this and then open it up to others. And so the name of our company, WealthShare, really resonates with us because we want to give people that opportunity. And yeah. how incredible is real estate that it allows us to provide homes and these these opportunities to other investors mm-hmm. in a market that we love. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I think it's something that's really important is that oftentimes people look at real estate investors and think, well, I don't want to be a landlord. I don't want to put in that kind of work, but there are options to get involved and it could be on the passive side. Like, like you said, if you have a job that you love, but you have extra money, you can invest it. And there are things that you can do that are in that realm. And they, to me, in my mind, I like the tangibility of that more than no regular like the stock market or a mutual fund or something like that so it's nice to know that there are more of these things coming up that give people more options from an investment standpoint yes and and i you know i think we've all sort of sat there in the bank and you know that the chart that they have on the wall (laughs) you know the banker's telling you to put your rrsps into this mutual fund that one and you know i would always look at where they were invest i didn't know how to sort that out yeah um, and so to be able to use registered funds as well, so put your RRSPs to work, earn much higher returns and be able to see the assets, you know, to drive by the buildings and yeah. know that I I own a piece of that, right? Yeah. I, I think that's amazing, Yeah. Um, you know, that it is tangible and it's a, it's an essential service. You are helping people. Um, and, you know, the, the stories that you have as a landlord Yes, there are some really tough, you know, a toilet in the middle of the night, that sort of thing. But there yeah. are also stories of homes and and the good work that that is happening and and um, you know mm-hmm. helping to house people in you know for me clean safe housing is is important. So yeah. as an investor, you're right to be able to take 
your RSPs, put them into a building that you can drive by or point to yeah. or see is a pretty incredible change in your life. Yeah, no, agreed. Now, when you think about your history now as a state investor, would you define that as kind of your biggest success? And if not, then what would that be for you? Like, how do you define a success? It's one of them for sure, right? I really love what we're doing with this. Um, I love that that we achieve, we meaning my husband and I, achieved this point in our lives where we feel fulfilled and we have this abundance where we can now turn our attention to helping other people get into this. I think that is incredible, right? Um, you know, we spent a lot of years working so hard, uh, you know, to reach that point, but it's not all about money. It is about fulfillment. Um, you know, I, I, I have some important F words that I talk about, you know, family, friends, faith, fulfillment, fun, fitness, those things, those are what matter to me, your quotient of those and your balance of those are what defines success. And that can change over the years, yeah. right? You know, how much fun you want to have over fit over finances. Yeah. You know, that how much family over friends. <laughs> well, I think it's just having that balance, right? Yeah. Depending on what, what matters to you and the seasons that you're at in your life as well. Like, obviously, that's going to vary depending on where you're at. That's right. And having the flexibility that real estate has given us yeah. has been incredible. Mm -hmm. Our our um, two sons both attended university internationally, yeah. and they were able to make that decision because of real estate. We were able to go visit them at those places because of real estate, not just because of the money, but because of the flexibility that it gave us. Yeah, you know, my husband has always wanted to have a place in the Caribbean, uh, and I don't think he imagined that we would own a small boutique hotel and have development land and, and all of that. Um, but to have the flexibility to make those decisions and to enjoy that for a season, yeah. right? Um, for however long we enjoy working on that um, and providing that place where people can make lifetime memories. Yeah. To me, that's success. Yeah. Right? It's freedom. It's um, being able to support the people that we want to, yeah. um, to or charities or to hire people or whatever it is that we're doing. Yeah. To me, that is success, that, that level of fulfillment. Yeah, no, I love that. So now we're just going to take a really brief break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the other side of the corner, which would be the challenges. Okay. Great. Thanks. We'll be right back. Time and time again, we see investors struggling to manage multiple projects effectively. We can help. Meet Conduit Asset Management. We assist real estate investors by bringing their property to highest and best use through consulting on every phase of their project, from initial due diligence review, project scope and management, all the way through to refinance assistance. With extensive knowledge of the steps involved in bringing commercial real estate projects to their highest and best use, Conduit can save you valuable time by knowing when and how to start key processes before they're needed. So why struggle to juggle multiple projects on your own? Let Conduit Asset Management help you make the most of your investments. Maximizing your return on your real estate investment and minimizing your risk. Conduit Asset Management. Our homes are where we eat, sleep, relax, and play. I value transparency, integrity, and trust. If you choose to work with me, you can be assured that business will be conducted honestly and openly. Time is of the essence in this industry, so you can expect nothing short of quick, clear communication from me. 
I'll keep you informed every step of the way so you feel comfortable through this entire process. And with this said, my service to you doesn't end when the transaction does. As your realtor, I'll not only help you buy and sell your property, I'll also educate and support you along the way. I can't wait to share my passion for real estate with you. More importantly, find you the perfect house to turn into your home. properties and five oaks land development present the Stonehearth mutual fund trust one great fund two great projects our mft can accept a variety of registered funds and cash to diversify your portfolio an mft is one of the most tax efficient ways to invest your capital and is widely used in real estate our mft offers a competitive interest rate flexible two-year term and a dip option Contact us for more info via email or by visiting shproperties.ca or fiveoaksld.ca. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Inspire to Invest podcast. I've got Deanna Boyd in here and she's talking about all of the F words that she's stacked from family, friends, fulfillment, flexibility, and all the different things that real estate affords us in different ways. We talked about success and what that means to you. Now on the other side of the coin, what does it mean when you look back and you think, well, what challenges that you've experienced or what are the biggest obstacles that you've faced and how you overcame them to be where you are now? Such a great question. And I love that it's, you know, looking back over time, um, I think as with any entrepreneur, any successful person, one of the biggest challenges to get over is your own mindset and to get that in order. And you think about the word mindset every morning you get up and set your mind and we've done a lot of work on that. Um, I continue to you know, help people understand the importance of that. Because when you think about um, you know, the, the level that some people achieve when they come from less than you have, you know, they might have less advantages. Um, we just heard a couple of great speakers at a live event, Alex Rodriguez and Grant Cardone. And I had a moment listening to them where I realized they started with much less than I had, right? And it really sort of makes you realize. Um, so mindset is really important and you'll go through challenges. You'll go through challenges in life and business. Yeah. And it's how you deal with them, how you choose to, to deal with them every day. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that in any business you can be impacted by external factors as well. Yeah. But entrepreneurs who get crushed, it's because they let themselves get crushed. Right. We hear about these people, you know, it's not the number of times that you fall. It's the, it's that you got to get up one more time than you fall in. So I think that that first and foremost, it's really important. And for anybody who is looking to get into this industry, align and surround yourself with the right people, resources, pay attention to what's in your feed, what you're consuming in terms of information. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I'm encouraging my community to do is to set one goal on mindset, a book, a podcast, a conversation per month. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't feel overwhelmed. There are so many fantastic books and resources. Just pick one a month. Yeah. And that really helps you with, with that. So mindset is, is um, it can be the biggest challenge. 
some of the other sort of tactical challenges, I mean, you know, we, we've had it all. We've literally, we've had fire in, in a project. We've had water, entire building flooded and tenants out for a year. That was literally um, you know, my next question is like, what's the craziest thing that you've experienced as a real estate investor? Yeah, I think, um, I think fire. Um, we'd had, we had a little spell. Um, so we had the flood first. And um, then a friend phoned me and he was driving in Barrie um, and he knew where one of our projects was, or, you know, a, a house that we had there. Um, and he said, hey, I'm just driving by whatever street and the SWAT team's all over. And I'm like, oh, dear. Yeah, it's probably at our house. Um, no. And then a few days later, not kidding you, I was doing yoga in the living room and we happened to have um, CP24 on, you know, just the news channel for the Toronto area. And a story came up about a fire in a townhouse complex. And I think I was literally in downward dog. And I sort of looked over at my husband and I said, I bet that's ours. And sure enough, it was. Oh, no. um, now, the fantastic news about that is nobody had moved in yet. So there were no one was hurt. And we were invested passively. So this wasn't an active. This was, you know, this is the advantage of, of investing in things like REITs. Yeah. Um, so this crazy thing that we could have had to look after, all that happened is we were delayed by about six months yeah. and insurance took care. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. Yeah. Um, but I think I think the fact that I was trying to do yoga at the moment that this fire came up on TV still makes me giggle. So um, but again, it was mindset. Right. And the fact that we were there, we had a great team on the ground looking after that. Um, and they, they did take care of it and it didn't, you know, didn't impact us as it could have. That's good. <clears throat> now, in terms of advice, you obviously talked about educating yourself and surrounding yourself, great people. What's some of the best advice you think you've been given over your career as an investor? Oh, so many gems. Um, there's always another bus coming. So take action. I, I tell people, Take messy action. Don't get this analysis by paralysis. So don't be afraid to take action on something that's less than perfect, especially right now. Because if you find a perfect deal, let me know because they're pretty few and far between right now. Yeah. Um, so don't be afraid to sort of take that first deal that's a little less than ideal. But also as you get going, if there's a deal that you just can't make work, the numbers don't quite work, don't forget, that's not the last deal you're going to see. Yeah. So sort of two ends of the spectrum. Take action, yeah. even if it's messy action, but also don't be afraid. You know, there will be more deals coming to you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I think that's really wise because sometimes people are in that mode of taking action and they just want to take everything. And then maybe they find themselves like spread too thin or over leveraged, whatever it may be. So I think you want to grow, but you also want to pace yourself. So I think that's really smart. Yeah, I think it's really important. I'm a planner. So I believe that we should set our revenue goal and then create the plan to create that. We have a board where we write our plan for the year. Yeah. And here's a piece of marital partnership type of advice. If it's on the board, my husband has to do it. Oh, there you go. If it's not on the board, I don't get to do it. Yeah. He can consider it, but that for us has been really good. It's helped us to focus. It's helped us to avoid the shiny baubles, as you yeah. say, 
to create the room um, and to ensure that we're not, you know, chasing something that we shouldn't be. Yeah. We're, we're very planful about it. And that has helped solve many uh, conversations, if we will, um, if it's on the plan or not. Yeah, no, that, that's smart. Now, obviously, you've had quite the career so far, and you've built this big portfolio. What would your financial freedom number be? It doesn't necessarily have to be a revenue goal or cash flow. like. But in your mind, what would that pinnacle really look like? Honestly, um, you know, we have, we live a, a great lifestyle. We honestly do. And so for those who are looking for that number, um, $100,000 is that number for many, many people. Um, whatever you are making in your day job is generally very close to what your number will be because you have less expensive, but you have the freedom. I mean, we, we want, we're not private debt people. We want to fly in business class on our vacation. Yeah. We love going to sporting events. Sometimes we want to have really good seats. Um, but we live, you know, we go down to the Caribbean and sometimes I don't think we can spend a hundred dollars in a week as well. It is about that lifestyle. So just, find out, you know, what your number is, like I say, it's likely what you made, for that, you know, hundred thousand um, dollars, you, you know, I'll argue that that's enough for anybody. I can show them how to live a pretty amazing life yeah. on that. So don't think you have to go for the private jet lifestyle. Yeah. If you want to, by all means, I'd love to ride on your jet. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, obviously, the name of this podcast is Inspired to Invest. So, what quotes inspire you? Oh. I, um, you know, the, the Maya Angelou sort of, when you know better, you can do better. I think that's really important in all aspects of our lives. It has been highlighted so much over the past few years. Um, and I, for me, that resonates. I love learning and I love trying to do and be better. So that one is really a tenant for me. I love that. So now for anyone that wants to get a hold of you so they can learn more about these great opportunities like WealthShare, what's the best way for them to get in contact? So they can contact me, Deanna at WealthShare.ca. How easy is that? That's so simple <laughs> and we'll include that along with your social handles below. Of course, for anyone out there that's watching, thank you for your time. If you like what you've seen, make sure you subscribe. I promise my voice will improve with future episodes. <laughs> and you can also follow along at Inspire to Invest podcast. And remember, when you invest in yourself, the sky's the limit. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our sponsors, Conduit Asset Management, Five Oaks Land Development, and Stonehearth Properties for bringing you this episode of the Inspired to Invest podcast. The views represented on this podcast are for general information only and does not constitute investment or other professional advice or an offering of securities. The host and guests featured on Inspired to Invest make no representations as to the performance of any particular investment. Should you decide to make an investment, you are responsible for conducting your own review and analysis. It is recommended that you obtain independent legal accounting and tax advice from licensed professionals.